inspiring stories, important topics. Welcome to Passion in Action from VITAS Healthcare. Hi, I'm Diane Paceres, and this is Passion in Action. Nurses serve so many different roles. They provide unique patient care plans, excellent comfort and care, and they support patients and their families through difficult times. In today's episode, I'll be joined by two guests who will share another very important role that nurses take on, the role of a leader. Every manager can help nurses be leaders by finding ways to empower them. Chicago-based team manager, Sierra Evans, and her RN case manager, Donna Gilbert, will share their stories. And together, we'll discuss what leaders can do to support their team to emerge as leaders and what it's like when a nurse is empowered to do so. Welcome, Sierra and Donna. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to just first start out with what actually inspired each of you to join VTOS. Sierra, why don't we start with you? So I was not actually looking for a job change when I came to VTOS. I like to say that it was in God's hands or I wouldn't be here. A friend who I went to nursing school with had called and said, hey, what are you doing now? And I was in psych. I said, psych. She said, do you love it? I said, well, yeah, but it's kind of a long drive. She said, we really need a good IPU nurse for afternoons. And I said, I can't do that. I could do days or nights maybe and try it. She said, come meet my boss. I did. I interviewed. And I was not a fit for the IPU because I couldn't do afternoons. But I got a call a week later from the GM of the program who then interviewed me for an RN case manager position, which I did take and did that for 18 months. And it is a calling that I am so glad was put in my lap. Wonderful. Donna, how about you? What inspired you to come to VTOS? You know what? I'm with Sierra. I think it was a calling. I was actually working for a home health agency owned by the University of Chicago, and I was on the cardiac team. And I was at the University of Chicago, and I met somebody from VTOS. And I had some time and we just sat within the home health agency. We just had a little stint of hospice, just a little stint. And so I met somebody from VTOS and we just got to chatting and she was the one who said, you know what? I think you would be a good fit for hospice. And I said, okay, let me just fill out an application (laughs) and never looked back. Wonderful. Donna, can you share a little bit more about your career with VTOS thus far? Well, I've been with VTOS for 22 and a half years, and I actually started off with Program 38 in Chicago, but I lived in the suburbs, and my kid was in school, and I was late picking him up every day, traveling from Chicago, And so I transferred, I put in for a transfer into the suburbs, and that's how I got with Program 37. So I think I was with Chicago for maybe 10 years before I transferred. And we started off in the Madsen office, I believe. And then we subsequently, we wind up transferring out to Tenley Park. So I've had a lot of different experiences that I never would have gained that helped me also in my own personal life had I not entered the hospice arena, if you will. 
Sierra, can you share a bit about your career since you started at Vitas? I can. I started as an RN case manager in 2016. I did that with a team in the field for about 18 months. And then the person who was the PIS in the program at the time, or the quality and performance improvement specialist, reached out and she was going to take a promotion. And she said, I need you to apply for my role. And I said, I don't think the office is right for me. I really like the patients. I like bedside. I like families. I like autonomy. But she continuously gave me the reasons that I was right for the role. And eventually I did apply and went into the PIS role, performance improvement specialist, quality assurance and education, and then did that for about the last six years prior to taking a promotion just nine months ago to team manager. So today's session is all about empowering nurses to be leaders. So Sierra, can you tell us what leadership means to you? Absolutely. I think that as a leader, you have to set a good example. You have to be willing to go out and do the things that you're asking your staff to do. I think that you have to foster strong relationships with people, with your team, with senior leadership. You have to be able to show your team that they can trust you and that you trust them in turn. And you have to encourage them to live up to their full potential and their roles and their positions with their careers. But mostly for me, leadership is about being part of the team and leading by example. So if I want them to do something or if I want things to be a certain way, I need to be the person to do those things. Donna, how about you? What does leadership mean to you? Well, for me, I'm in the case manager role and that's the role I want to be in. (laughs) And so for leadership, being a case manager, you have to know your own role. And then with that, like Sierra said, to me, I have to set an example, being the RN case manager. So you have to be able to listen. You have to be able to know a little bit of something about each discipline. And I've experienced just about all of them. I'm not a chaplain, but to be able to offer that emotional support, that reassurance. And so you've got to be able to listen. You have to be able to know the roles And you have to have been able to play a part so that you can set a good example. And then you have to be able to be kind of tough in some kind of areas because in hospice, each patient, each family, everyone's different. So you got to be able to change your hats so that you'll be able to give the most for that particular family, that particular need. And then you have to go to the next family and be able to switch it again. So you got to be flexible or you got to be open-minded. And most importantly, you got to listen, whether it's with your colleagues, with the patients and their families, and then you got to be able to delegate responsibilities and keep it moving. Wonderful. And Sierra, what are some of the key qualities you think a leader should have? I think the number one quality in hospice is compassion. Everyone should have it. It is a key to what we do. You have to be compassionate and empathetic in all things you do. But specifically in leadership, you have to be able to foster good relationships, develop trust, be flexible, have excellent communication skills, be able to collaborate with your team, senior leadership team, the corporate team. You have to have good conflict resolution skills. So there's a lot of qualities, but 
in my opinion, the most important quality is that compassion. Donna, what are your thoughts on the qualities of leadership? You have to be a good listener. You have to be able to do what you are called upon to do. You have to be a really good role model because everybody's looking at you. They're looking at you for guidance, for direction. And so you have to be patient. And so with that, you have to be a good listener. And you've got to be able to critical think because every discipline in hospice, they have their role, their specialty, which might not be my specialty, even though we're a team. So we have to be able to come together. So that means I got to be open minded. I've got to be able to listen so that we can collaborate together. And as a leader, they're looking at you. So you have to be all those things and master them, really. (laughs) And Donna, why do you think it's so important for a team manager and a case manager to encourage your nurses and your team to be leaders? In hospice specifically, there's a certain amount of autonomy that comes with it. So you have to be able to lead in your discipline. And then with that, you have to know when to be part of the team. No discipline stands alone. I need Sierra for guidance, even though I'm with that patient or that family member. I need her, like if I just need to express my own feelings and emotions because of what I have to endure. I'm still human. It gets to be tough. And unfortunately, I got to be able to call her if I need to talk to her at one o'clock in the morning, (laughs) you know, for guidance or whatever. And the team manager is always there for that so that I can charge back up because it's not about me. Absolutely. And Sierra, with you being a team manager and Donna as a case manager, why do you think it's so important that you encourage your nurses and your teams to be leaders? I think that leadership is something that is naturally ingrained in most nurses. You have to be able to critically think on your feet and know what to do and understand what to do and do it and know that it's right and then follow up. And To me, that's a natural born leader. So if you're already one of my nurses, I firmly believe that you can move beyond that into any leadership role with the company because you already know how to do it. We've already discussed it. We've already collaborated. You already know how to be a leader. It's just taking on that role and doing it because you're already doing it in the field and with the team. It's just a matter of actually taking the next step. So Donna, how do nurses in particular get to demonstrate their leadership on the job at VITAS? When you walk into a family's home, it's turned on right then and there. They're looking to you for guidance. So you're the leader. You don't know what situation you're walking into, how a family is coping, especially if it's somebody that's in my own age bracket or I've had that personal experience. And so the first thing is I got to listen so that I can assess the situation so I'll know how to proceed. I can't call Sierra for every little thing. I've got to be able to critical think, whether it's an emotional experience or it's medical. Oh, if you have some symptoms that I need to be able, I can't reach the doctor in two seconds. I've got to be able to deal with that situation right then and there. The whole family is looking to me. That's a lot of pressure sometimes. And sometimes I don't know. Like I said, it starts as soon as you walk into a family's home. 
And then it starts all over again when you walk into somebody else's home, you know, different setting, different situation. And the first thing is I got to listen and then I got to be able to critical think. So do I need to call my chaplain for this? So I have to know how to delegate responsibilities, not try to take it all upon myself. And that was probably one of the biggest challenges I had, just trying to do it all myself. I had to learn how to delegate responsibilities. Well, most leaders have difficulty delegating, so it's not just a nurse thing for sure. Sierra, how about you? Can you give us some examples of how nurses can demonstrate their leadership on the job while at VTOS? Absolutely. In my opinion, our nurses get the opportunity to take the autonomy provided and guide benevolence and non-maleficence in peers in families and patients and do a lot of teaching with those that don't have the same experiences. Like Donna has 22 years with VTAS and she just recently took on a brand new LPN and spent six weeks with her teaching her about the autonomy and what we do and who we are and how to do it. And so in my opinion, she is completely empowered with that autonomy to really impact those around her, not only the patients and families, but also her coworkers, peers, and those who answer to her. Wonderful. So for a nurse and for your team, what are the benefits for you all empowering them to be leaders? I think for a nurse and for the team, I think they're very similar. Giving them the empowerment to know that they can do what they feel is right for our patients and families without fear of retribution really gives them the confidence to then go out and provide the best patient and caregiver experiences that we can for the whole team and for our nurses. Donna, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, wow. There are a lot of benefits. Each one of us, each discipline, with me being the RN case manager, it's also my responsibility to make sure that you shine within your discipline, to know that you do have that autonomy. And I'm also looking to you for guidance in that specialty. Like, for example, in hospice, the way I might offer reassurance or offer emotional support may be a little bit different from the way the social worker might do it, the psych-social aspect of that. But you need for somebody to kind of like center it and then delegate, but they're looking for you because they don't know until I tell them, hey, this is my situation. This is a situation we have here. And then I'm offering some sort of guidance. Okay, so now the next discipline, you take it from there, you know, from your perspective. And so, Sierra... What impact does a nurse have on the patient and the patient experience when, in fact, they are demonstrating their leadership? It has all of the impact. When a nurse demonstrates that she or he is a leader, it allows the family to feel fully entrusted in their care. The family feels they can trust what they're being told. They can trust those nurses with the care of their loved one. They see that this nurse is their leader. They see that this nurse can do what they're asking. They see that this nurse can teach them what they need to know to care for their loved one at home. And then it empowers them to do the same, to feel like they can care for their loved one in the place where their loved one wanted to live their last days out. 
Donna, what are your thoughts? When a nurse is demonstrating their leadership skills, what's the impact to a patient and the patient experience? It makes me remember that saying, to whom much is given, much is required. And so the impact means everything. It's the difference between a good death and a bad death under hospice, coping skills, whether you're able to cope or whether we can get you through this. It means everything. This can be good or this can go bad. It all just depends on the characteristics that you display, the confidence that you have within yourself that you spew onto the family, the situation, if you will. So you can make it or you can break it. You have to have strong characteristics, you know, and I go back to you have to listen in order for you to be able to assess the situation because your assessment skills just have to be on point as a leader. Then you'll know how to proceed and how to guide everyone else for this family, this particular family or situation, no matter what. You just have to be open-minded and just be ready for it, you know, and pull out of you what you might not have even known you had. It makes you better. It makes you stronger. And it puts you in a situation where you're ready to go to the next point because that's what we do. You're looking to us for for help, for guidance. Yeah, absolutely. So Sierra, how do you go about empowering your team to be leaders? As Donna said, I trust my team. If she has an issue, she knows she can handle it and then catch me up later. The only time they ever feel the need to call me is if it's something they don't know the answer to or they don't know how to do or they need assistance with. But usually they have the autonomy to do what they know is right for the patients because we have developed such excellent and open relationships, in my opinion. And I trust them and they trust me and they know that I have their back. So I think that that is part of me empowering my team is to really trust them to do what's right for the patient and then make sure that I'm aware of what's going on. What are a few examples that you can give us regarding how your team has been empowered to take actions? What kind of actions have you empowered them to take day to day? Oh, they take whatever action is needed. For instance, we have patients that are very high touch and Donna takes and makes her own schedule and Donna will call Steve if she thinks that that family needs some kind of spiritual services and Donna will call Ramon if she thinks that they need some social worker help and Donna will call the aide if she needs help cleaning the patient up or if they want more frequent visits. They're completely empowered to care for the patients because they're their patients. And if they need me, they know that I'm here. I've got their back. Anything they need, I'm here to help. That's what I'm here for. I am their support system. So they are completely empowered to provide the best care for our patients, whatever that looks like. Donna, can you add to that? In fact, how is the team empowered to be leaders? And what are some specific actions that they're enabled to take? You have to be confident within yourself because hospice is different because you have to have a certain amount of autonomy. Each discipline has to have a certain amount of autonomy with that point, that pyramid, with that one person guiding you every step of the way. And so if you get a phone call, a family member isn't happy or something's going on, you have to be able to act quickly. You have to know your craft so that you can act right then and there. 
They're looking for whatever it is that they need right then and there. When you feel like, even though I could call anybody in the office, don't get me wrong, you have to be able to take action. And so you have to feel confident and then you have to know how to delegate. And then you just kind of proceed from there because you just don't know what you're going to be dealing with until you have to deal with it. Right. Well, it sounds like Sierra does a great job empowering you. Can you give me one example when she has empowered you that had a profound effect on you? What was that and what was that impact? I've had situations where I just kind of felt burnt out myself. And on many occasions, I've had to call Sierra to help me rejuvenize. You got this. You can do this. You know, you know what to do. (laughs) And so Sierra has empowered me in a lot of ways with emotional support, emotional support. Because like I said, it's a lot of responsibility for her to be a team manager. I might need that emotional support and a good team leader. You know, she makes herself available without running the risk of burning her out to continue to guide and lead the team in her absence. So I would have to say the biggest characteristics that I get from her, maybe not necessarily on how to deal like with a medical problem, but the emotional support, which is so vital in hospice. Absolutely. So Sierra, how about a time when you were empowered by your leader and what kind of impact did that have on you? I have actually had multiple GMs and PCAs and multiple positions. And I think for me, being trusted to do what is right for our patients and families and our team is what empowers me. And our current PCA asked me to take the team manager position when the previous team manager gave her retirement notice. And As I think with any position that I get asked to do, I'm very trepidatious at first. So I was, and I said, oh, I don't know that I'm right for that. I'm very comfortable in my performance and quality position. I know what I'm doing. And she said, no, you have the natural skills. You can do this. And I decided to take this job. And I actually love this job. And I love what I call my people which really is the whole program, but especially my own team and the other field staff. I love my people. So being empowered and trusted to do what I think or what I know to be the right thing had the biggest impact on me. And in getting that trust, it has also led me to believe that I can move on and leave my people in the care of others. I have taken another promotion. Wonderful. So what's your next promotion? I am going to the medical claims review team as an internal compliance advocate. Congratulations. Thank you. Wonderful. What a great example of your opportunities to learn and grow. So congrats. So you both have given great examples of how your leaders have supported you and empowered you to be leaders. What about VTOS as a company? How do we, as a company, support our RNs and our teams to be leaders and to be empowered to be leaders? I've been with VTAS a little over eight years, and I've been in quite a few roles. So obviously, I have had the empowerment to 
move into leadership roles over and over again. And I feel great about that. But beyond that, VITAS offers the Pathways to Excellence, CEUs and bonuses, and they are very open to promoting from within, obviously, in my case. So I think the company fully supports us in moving our careers forward, actually. And to be honest, I find it very refreshing to not only be in a position of leadership and be able to empower my team and others to move into positions of leadership, but that there's a lot of women in these positions of leadership at VTAS. So not only are we empowering nurses, we're empowering women of all colors, races, creeds, religions into positions of leadership. And I think that that is an amazing thing for our company and for the world in general, for all of our patients and families. Wonderful for you to take note of that. Donna, how about you? When you think about VTOS and the support offered to you all as leaders to empower your teams, what does that look like? Well, for me, from a different perspective, being a case manager, the thing with VTAS is with us being one of the nation's leading hospices, and that's for a reason. I like that VTAS has put me in a lot of situations I might not have gotten the opportunity. Like, for example, taking someone off a vent in the home. A lot of people think, oh, hospice does that. Oh, we do it all. And I don't think I would have gotten those experiences under the hospice umbrella had it not been for VTIs. Because I remember the first time we took someone off a vent in their home and I was Ivy pushing this and Ivy pushing that and had to coordinate this and coordinating with the respiratory therapist. And I was like, we are rock stars because... VTAS awarded me those different experiences that I would have never, with our team doctors and the education we get, dibutamine drips and milrinos, I wouldn't have gotten those hands-on experiences that were, if I could say, exhilarating for me, (laughs) you know, and very proud of it. And I definitely had to display, if I didn't have leadership characteristics, I did on those days. And I wouldn't have gotten that from any other company outside of VTAS. And with the other disciplines there and we working as a team with these critical cases, I felt empowered with just each and every one of those different kinds of events, if you will. And I got that from VTAS. Well, I would agree. You are a rock star. <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay. So before we wrap up, we want to do a segment called Passion in Action Moment. And so can each of you share the most touching moment in your career at VTOS? Sarah, why don't we start with you? I have many, many, many moments with VTOS, but I think my most touching moments, when I was in the field, I had a patient who was in a facility and the family was very involved in her care, but couldn't handle her at home. So I went two to three times a week and visited. And there were days that I came in and she cussed me out. And there were days that I came in and we sang songs. And when she passed, I attended her celebration of life. And then soon after, her son and daughter-in-law and grandchildren 
all added me on Facebook and wanted me to be friends with them. And people, when they lose their loved one and you are the person who was there for them, holding their hand, teaching them what was going to happen. I still see people in the community that say, oh, this was my angel. And other people around us don't know what they're talking about necessarily, but we know. We know that I was their nurse or I was the team manager that called when their loved one was dying. And I was the one who helped them through that. So we know, and then we have that bond and it's an amazing thing. I never thought that I would be in hospice ever. I would have told you absolutely not. I'm not going to do geriatrics. But being at VITAS and caring for our patients and families has been the most rewarding job that I've ever had. And it's really catapulted my career as well. Very, very touching. Donna, how about you? What's a most touching moment you've had while working at VTOS? Well, like Sierra said, I've had so many different experiences, but one that has always stuck with me, and it happened maybe 10 years ago, I had a baby with a birth defect and the baby came home. The baby was only nine days old and it was challenging for me. But I felt really good about it because of the support that I had, because I'm not a pediatric nurse. And so at first it was like, yeah, I don't want that case, (laughs) you know, because I'm a mother. (laughs) And so to have this little baby that could fit in the palm of my hands come home with an NG tube. And fortunately, the team manager that I had at the time was a pediatric nurse for coming on to hospice. And right away she was you want me to go out there with you for the first time? And at first I was like, no, I can do it. I can do it. Then it was like, yeah. And I had to put that NG tube back in that baby because she pulled it out. She was feisty. You know, she pulled it out and we did it. We did this. And I felt really, really good about it. But that is one, one incident that always stays with me, just always stays with me. And as a team, because I needed the support as well as me having to be the leader and the family looking towards me for guidance. But I felt really, really good about it, considering the circumstances. It was an experience I had never experienced before. And it really showed me I felt empowered because I had some gumption in me that I didn't know I had. And that was because of VTAS. Thank you both for sharing those wonderful stories. We're at the close here. Are there any final thoughts that either of you would like to share to anyone who may be interested in working at VTOS or in hospice care at VTOS? I tell everybody that I meet that I work for hospice and you get a lot of, oh, bless your heart or, oh, that's got to be hard. But it has been the most rewarding And I say this to every new hire that comes through the door. I would have told you I would never be in geriatrics. It's not where I ever thought I would be. But it truly has been the most rewarding job that I've ever had. And helping to get families through the most difficult time in their lives for some is an unbelievable feeling. And VTAS fully supports the staff in being able to do that in being able to further your career. You're not just a nurse. You're not just a number at a hospital. You are a person and VTAS will treat you as such and you will get to treat the patients and families that way as well. Thank you. Donna, any final thoughts? If you have it in you, it's rewarding because to me, hospice, this is, 
end of life, this is when patients and families need you the most. And so with VTAS, if you're looking for different experiences and an awesome support system, and you're a team player, even though you might be the leader, I brag about VTAS all the time because I have lots of friends who are medical and we know our stuff, VTAS does. So if you're looking for growth in that sector of nursing with different experiences, VTAS is, I mean, we've surpassed. Ladies, you're amazing. What you do is amazing. And we so appreciate you being on with us today. So thank you very, very much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Passion in Action. I want to extend a huge thanks to Sierra Evans and Donna Gilbert for joining us today to discuss how to empower nurses to become leaders. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Passion in Action from Vitas Healthcare.